Thank you for joining me today. This is episode number two. My name is Dale Light Jr. And you are listening to A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. All right, welcome to A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. It is my sincere hope and desire that you get a lot out of this podcast and that you're able to grow and find the mate that God has for you. So today, I want to start off with a little story. There was a video that was circulating on social media, I would probably say about a year ago. And it was filmed by Break.com as a part of their Prank It Forward series. Now, in this video, they hired a young black housekeeper at the request of her sister and her boss. Now, this lady, she hadn't taken a day off. She hadn't taken a day off in years. Despite many physical ailings that she had, she wasn't able to take any time off because she had four children to raise. She was barely making ends meet. And so... They decided that something nice should be done for her. Now, when she arrives at the house that she's supposed to clean in preparation for a party that night, she was greeted by a lady who worked for the homeowner. The housekeeper, whose name happened to be Kara Simmons, she was befuddled because the lady informed her that she had already cleaned up. So Kara is now trying to figure out, I said Kara, but Kara is trying to figure out, well, what is she supposed to do now? But the assistant, you know, informed her, hey, don't worry, your help is needed in the kitchen. So in the kitchen, there's this chef who's preparing a seven-course meal for the party that night. But he felt like he needed a second opinion, you know, to make sure that everything tasted right. So he asked Cara, hey, would you mind tasting all of this food that I've prepared? It's a seven-course meal. Of course, she happily obliges. She sits down in the dining room and she's presented with course after course of the finest cuisine. And near the end of her meal, she was asked if she could answer the ringing doorbell. When she opens the door, there are two gentlemen there who are massage therapists and they're supposed to be providing services for that night's party. But, you know, they were saying that, hey, our hands need to be warmed up, you know, and we we don't want to catch cramps or things like that. Do you mind if we warm up on you? (laughs) And of course, she wasn't going to turn that down. So she had a forehand chair massage that lasted about an hour. And so at the end of this massage, the homeowner's assistant comes back and asks her if she could help out upstairs. There are some clothes and things that need to be boxed up and taken to Goodwill. So when they get up there, the assistant notices that all of the clothes are about the same size as Cara. And so she tells us, hey, look, If you see anything that you like, go ahead and, you know, put it aside. You know, you can have any shoe, any clothes, anything that you like. Now, while she's doing this, the doorbell rings again. And this time it's the host of Break.com and he's pretending to be a mover. So when Kara answers the door, the homeowner's assistant asks her if she doesn't mind unpacking those boxes. Again, she happily obliges. You know, she's there to do a job. But as she begins unpacking the boxes, she realizes that those are her things. 
And that's when things get a little dicey for her. She stops the mover. Hey, wait a minute. These are my things. And he responds, are you sure? It says here that these belong to the lady who lives in this house, Miss Simmons. <laughs> and Kara's like, I'm Miss Simmons. And the assistant chimes in, yes, Miss Simmons, that's my boss. And <laughs> Kara is like, okay, yes, that's my name. But the mover's like, oh, okay, so uh, this must be your house. It's just like, no, 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 this is it's not my house. And this goes on for a minute until finally it's revealed to her what has just happened. Not only had they done something nice for her as a prank, but they have given her this home and everything in it completely debt free. Now, in addition to that, she received an all expense paid trip to Maya, Mexico. So now that she didn't have to work to make ends meet, she could finally rest. But what did she do to deserve this? And what did she do to receive this? You know, many people do what she does on a daily basis without getting what she got. So if being a good citizen causes you to be worthy of a free home, then there'd be a whole lot of people living in free homes. So clearly this was not about what she deserves or what anybody deserves. This wasn't something that she could earn with her labor. This was a free gift. It was not a result of what she worked for. However, we can answer the question as to how she received it. Very simply, she believed him. And she believed him enough to take possession, to receive, to accept what had already been prepared and made available for her. Without her belief in the finished work, she would have continued to live in her old place, struggling to make ends meet through her own self-effort, all the while never entering rest. And there would have been nothing the host could have done about it, though he had already prepared and made ready all the provision for her. Likewise, it is for you. God has prepared and made all things available for you. You look at Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has already prepared all of these things for you, and they are tailor-made for you. James 1 and 17 tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from above. So God has created good things for you, perfect things, things that fit completely into your life, things that fit completely to the way that you're wired. You are his workmanship. He took pride in creating you and he created you for all the good that he has prepared beforehand so that you should walk in them. When God sent his son to die for you, he did so that you may have eternal life or the God kind of life. And with Jesus, God has freely given you all things. God has given you a gift called salvation. Now, this gift not only includes being born again, but also is a total life change and transformation, a total deliverance, total newness of life. And just as Kara Simmons was moved from one place to another that was already filled with all she wanted and needed, so has God done for you. He has given you a new dwelling furnished with health, wealth, peace, love, joy, success, victory, favor, confidence, friendships, children, and yes, a spouse. See, the Bible tells us that we are saved by grace through faith in Ephesians 2.8. Now, what does grace mean? Grace is undeserved favor, something that we didn't work for, something that we didn't earn. And what's faith? Faith is belief in action. So we are saved by grace, by this undeserved favor that we didn't work for or earn, but we take possession of it by believing it and believing it enough to act out on it. And we did that when we confessed Jesus Christ. We believed it with our heart and then we confessed it with our mouth. So we receive all that God has made available, not through the labor of our self-effort, 
but through believing and resting in the finished works of Jesus. In John 1930, this is where Jesus is already on the cross. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. See, everything in your life is already finished. Jesus has already completed the entire work. So it's not a matter now of you trying to get something to happen or to make something to happen. It's just about receiving what Jesus has already finished in your life. Believing God and entering into his rest are the only things that we should labor for. In John 6, 29, they asked Jesus a question. What must we do to work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. So very clearly we see it stated that our only work is to believe in him who was sent. And that's Jesus. And Jesus has already said it is finished. So he did the work and we're to believe in him and the work that he has already finished. Look at Hebrews 4.11. Let us therefore labor to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. So there the children of Israel had been taken out of Egypt and God had prepared the promised land for them. There was a rest that they were to enter into. It says in Hebrews 3 that they could not enter in because of unbelief. And in Hebrews 4.11, it says, let us therefore labor to enter into that rest. So our work is laboring to enter into that rest. And that rest, it's an act of rest where it's not that we do nothing, but we are actually laboring now to stay in a position where we believe God. So when we believe God and believe the finished works of God and we believe what Jesus has already done, that is a place of rest for us. And that's the only thing that we should labor to enter into that place where we are completely, totally relying upon him, believing what he has already done. God never intended for you to try and obtain a spouse through your own self-effort. You know, reading every dating book that tells you all the things you must do before you qualify for a spouse. Going on date after date, being rejected or abused by person after person, working hard to be thought worthy and deserving of a mate. You don't have to worry about qualifying yourself. Not when God has already qualified you. Colossians 1 and 12 giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. You are already qualified for all that God has for you. You are already qualified for the spouse that God has for you. God's design has always been for you to trust him and believe what his grace has already given you. Let's take a look at a few scriptures. Zechariah 4 and 6, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. Romans 11 and 6, and if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. See, you can't do it by your self-effort and talk about it was the grace of God. If it's going to be the grace of God, it's not going to be your self-effort. It's not going to be your doing. It's going to be the free gift that comes from God. And we receive that free gift through faith. 
But if you're going to try to do it yourself, then you can't call it grace. So when you try to do it yourself, then basically you inhibit grace from having its perfect work in your life. You can't have grace and self-effort at the same time. You're going to have to choose grace or you're going to have to choose self-effort. Look at 1 Corinthians 15 and 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me. As you can see, it's all about the grace of God. The grace of God allows us to be who we are. And when we're operating in the grace of God, we're able to labor more abundantly than others. We're able to do things that others can't do. We're able to be uncommon in our labor, uncommon in our work. We're able to accomplish so much more. Second Corinthians 12 and 9. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. It's all about the grace of God. And we have to trust in him. We have to receive what his grace has already done. When you stop working to find a mate, then you can discover the truth. You are graced to find a mate. Psalm 68 and 6 tells us that he places the solitary in families. So you desire a family and the good news is that he has already placed the solitary in family. And we know according to Genesis, it's not good that man should be alone. And even going back to Genesis 1, male and female, he created them. So basically he has created you a pair. He's already ordained it. It's already a done deal. God has already thought of you and prepared someone who is comparable to you, someone like you, who you are not embarrassed, ashamed, or disappointed with. The mistake many of us make is not trusting his grace and believing him. We have more confidence in our own self-effort. Let's take a look at Galatians 2.16. And it says, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. The Bible clearly tells us that no flesh shall be justified by the works of the flesh. Those who are of the works of the law, they're under a curse or doomed to failure. And we see that in Galatians 3.10 where he says, for as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. So we can choose to do it ourselves in our own self-efforts and remain under a curse, which causes everything that we try to do to fail, or we can get inside of his grace. See, the old covenant way of working to get results was designed to be fruitless. So you'd understand that you couldn't do it on your own and that you need a savior. Jesus delivered us from the law and wiped out the handwriting of requirements, nailing it to the tree. And only when we are in Christ Jesus and believing in him, are we Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise? A promise that is of faith, that it might be according to grace, so that it might be sure to all the seed. His promises are only sure by grace, not by works, not by you trying to figure out how you can cause it to happen. That's how you end up with an Ishmael instead of the promised Isaac. Now ask yourself, if you were saved by grace through faith, why are you trying to find a mate through self-effort when the promise is made available by grace, by that free, undeserved gift through faith, through your belief 
in action. The only thing that you must do if you want to receive a spouse, a God-given spouse, is to believe what God has said. Well, that's our show for today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me through my social media accounts at Jr. And on Instagram, it's Lot. Or you can reach out to me through my blog, abetterpickupline.com, and inbox me your questions there. Now, before we leave, I'm going to ask you to do three things. Number one, subscribe. Whether you're listening through iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite pod catcher is, make sure you subscribe. The second thing, help me spread the word. If you're consuming this podcast through Facebook or YouTube, like, share, comment. Make sure you tell somebody who you think this podcast would be a benefit to. The third thing I'm asking you to do is visit DellLot.org. If you'd like to invite me out to your church, your convention, your conference, your organization, whatever your function is, you would like me to come out and speak, you can find all the information on DellLot.org. As well, there's information about my book, In That Land, A Seed, Time, and Harvest Approach to Finding a Wife. And I'm going to ask you to purchase that today. And with that being said, I want you to have a great and awesome day. And join me next time on A Better Pickup Line, the podcast.